Look, I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings. But I'm only going to get this one chance. Just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen. But I don't know what. If that means what I think it means, we're in trouble. Big trouble. And if he is bananas, as you say, I'm not taking any chances. You are just one of the I'm Ron. This is Braden. Welcome to Commanders Uncensored. Yo, Braden, what's up? Hey. Um been a little while since we've done a a podcast so i figured we'd you know get a quick one in mm-hmm. it's been very uh non non news worthy we're in that part of the um of the year where there's really not anything going on as far as nfl the draft's over yep. preseason hasn't started yet so I find myself banging my head trying to come up with uh, some different topics to talk about. Uh, I believe the um, Washington defense, um, especially their linebackers, are ranked one of the worst groups in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Uh, I went through... The free agents that are still available and just a couple of defensive free agents I kind of wanted to throw their names out there and see what you think should they consider signing them should they not consider signing them okay alright well the first one that I wrote down here is Landon Collins we had him right nah I don't Unless you get him for something like really cheap, but when even when he is out, like not playing on the field, I thought the defense was doing better. He just can't cover, so I don't know. I feel like you have to play like around him. I felt like I felt like he was playing out of position to start the season. I think I think the defensive coaches wanted to switch him, right? They mm-hmm. said, "Hey, look, we think you're you're better like the hybrid linebacker. You're not really a safety." Um, I don't know if it was him or his agent or whomever or a combination of all of them seemed like they gave the coaching staff a little bit of grief. They started the season off with him playing safety, but then towards the end he kind of did that like flex yeah. linebacker. And when actually, I thought he played pretty well in that in that yeah. role. Yeah, he did do better. I thought the defense played better with him there. I thought he played better there, and he's only twenty eight. He had to let up the most like deep bombs last year though, because every time he was in that safety, like every game, I feel like there was like a seventy yard touchdown, and you see him running to try to tackle the guy behind him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah, I I saw that quite a bit. That you know, I agree. Um. The second one I wrote down, it's probably the oldest one that I wrote down, and he's still only 33, so it's not like he's old, old anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's Joe Hayden. Yeah, I would, with the cornerback crew we have, I would bring him in. He would definitely get playing time. See, I like Joe Hayden, um, and I like players like Joe Hayden because I like a player that's come from a winning organization. 
Hayden, he was just with the Steelers last, right? I believe. Yeah. Um, that organization knows how to win. They they just they just always seem to have that winning culture. It's kind of installed in everybody that comes through the doors. So he would be that veteran. And I don't even know because I really didn't watch any Steelers games and I didn't watch any highlights of him last year or lowlights or whatever. So I don't know if maybe he's not getting an opportunity yet because he's just asking for too much money or if maybe, you know, he's at that age where maybe you're losing a step. Yeah. Well, if I was Washington, I would, I mean, it depends on how much he's asking for, but I would definitely consider signing him. Because I think, you know, the team needs a cornerback. William Jackson, second best, and he, he hasn't really, you know, proven anything last year, so. And you kind of need, like, three. I was thinking I would like to see him maybe signed, and maybe not for cornerback, though. Maybe just more defensive back. Um, so you bring him in looking at maybe playing some safety. Yeah. Um, knowing that he can play corner, right? Like you're saying a third corner, but if they get him in here before training camp, let him get a lot of reps in at safety because he's at that age where he can transition to safety now and be a ball hawk safety, right? Yeah. yeah. So that, you know what I mean? And if, if that doesn't work, then you say, okay, well, then you could be a backup corner. So mm-hmm. you bring him in for a minimum, right? Yeah. Um, I wrote down three linebackers. Uh, Joe Schobert. I like him. He's 28, so he's... I was just about to say, yeah, he's young. He was on um, Jacksonville and Cleveland, and he played for both of those teams, middle linebacker. He's quick. He's young. So I, he would definitely start in our linebacker crew. Once again, this is a guy I, I'm i looking at his name, and I remember him, I think it was 2017, had a... Um, what do you want to call it? Like an all pro or um, just had he, had, he had a really good season that year. He gets a big contract. He was on the Steelers last. Okay. And I think he was only there for just the one year once again. So he's, he's being released from there and he only played for the minimum. So I don't want, I don't know what's going on with this guy. Like 28's young. Um, but for some reason, he went from looking like he was going to be a stud linebacker in this league to he's a free agent. He reminds me of like a Jamin Davis, but just a little bit better. Like, that can actually play. Jamin Davis is kind of like, I mean, from last year, if he ne- if he doesn't progress, he's like going to be a backup kind of his whole career. But Joe uh, Schwarber, whatever he say his name He's actually, yeah, he can start in the NFL, but he has that quick speed to him and everything. Yeah, I was thinking, look, if you if you can bring the guy in for uh, minimal, whatever, you know what I mean, whatever that would be, league minimum or 
slightly over. Uh, with this linebacking crew that we have here, I don't see what the negative would be. Yeah. Because he might even be a starter at, on this team, you know. I think he would be. And if he's not a starter, he's going to definitely push Davis. You know, he's going to push the guys who maybe need that little bit of pressure to knowing that they're going to lose their spot with somebody behind them. Yeah. And then I have Anthony Barr, which... He ain't sold. He's a, I'm solid, yeah, on him. Like, I would definitely... Yeah, I'd take him. Anthony Barr, uh, he's only he's 30. So, I think that's kind of the age, once again, to where he's not old yet. Mm-hmm. He's not young. He's kind of... He's probably one of those players that's maybe um, just asking for a little bit too much right now, and yeah. I'm sure somebody's going to sign him probably soon. So, what's your feeling on him? It's a yes, or it's yeah, I'll take him. I like I like Anthony Barr. Uh, he would definitely, yet again, he would definitely start on our defense. Yeah, I'm thinking, unless I'm remembering this wrong. See, they had they wrote down outside linebacker. And I could have sworn Barr was in the I thought he was an inside guy. I'm pretty sure he actually played both. Okay. I'm pretty, I think he did. I think he started when he was, like, younger middle linebacker. Then I think towards, like, when he got older, I think he went more outside. Okay. All right. And then lastly, I have um, Hightower. New England, I guess, is finally done with him. He's, I feel like he's. Maybe lost a step, but he's probably the smartest out of all of them, I would say. Yeah, so it's kind of... He's a tough one, right? He's 32. We kind of could definitely use his knowledge. He He's coming from maybe the best, you know, or one of the best football programs. You know, you got New England's there, and then, like I said, yep. But I'm not, I'm not sure why he's on here. Once again... I think you're probably right. He's probably losing a step. Mm-hmm. And he's probably still asking for a little bit too much. Out of the three linebackers, I'd say right now he's probably the least talented right now, but he's probably like the smartest linebacker out of the three available. Anthony Barr's probably up there too, but Hightower. Yeah. And to be honest, I would not be surprised to see Washington make a move before training camp starts. Yeah. So out of all these players, you're taking one or two, whatever your choice is. Who who are you taking here? Either uh, Joe Schwarber or uh, Anthony Barr. Those are my two. Two defenses, two linebackers. Okay. I'm kind of going Joe Hayden. And like I said, Joe Hayden bringing in with the possibility of safety. And then if that doesn't, you know, work out in training camp or whatever, well, you know, he he can, obviously we know he can play corner. Mm -hmm. It just gives you flexibility on your defense. And Anthony. Uh yeah, Anthony Barr. I, I'm I like Anthony Barr as well. Yeah, I like you know if you bring him in, like I don't know, like maybe like Hightower for example. You bring him in, 
and he might just have like one of those years where it's like you know he's proven he's kind of done in a way but you bring Anthony Barr in and you know he's still gonna be playing on the field yeah I, I think Anthony Barr has that unique um like that size he's he's kind of a thicker but yet still athletic yeah, guy man. and he can you know he can just make all the tackles and he can go sideline to sideline mm-hmm. yep so and then I, I wanted to talk to you about who is your Mount Rushmore for the Washington Redskins slash Commanders and when I say this I say this so this can be anyone any group any coach, any player, any owner, anyone ever affiliated with the team. Like who I think are the best or who, who's yeah, who who's your top four? Like the best, like the best players. Who I think are the best players. Yes, if somebody said, who's the best of all time? Okay. Uh, So, not in any order, but so my uh, four would be Joe Gibbs, legendary coach, won all three of the Super Bowls for us. Um, Sean Taylor, um, Art Monk, and then number three, or I mean number four, would probably have to be, for me, I don't know, Ryan Kerrigan. I like Ryan Kerrigan. Nice. He, okay. I, I, I got to watch Ryan Kerrigan my whole life, so I've actually watched him stay for Washington and always did good. So. Yeah, I, I, I like that as well. Um, Kerrigan, I don't know why he never gets the credit that he deserves, but Ryan Kerrigan was nothing but just a good football player his like he was a solid never caused any problems seemed like a great teammate was never injured it was just he was always on the field always available and that's like one of the main things you can be is available yep so i like that um and Sean Taylor once again that's a great one as well um those two didn't make my list only because I'll tell you why. I just have people that I just I just think Kerrigan's good, but not in my top four. Yeah. And Sean Taylor was very hard to keep off of there. For me, the only reason why I didn't be I had to kind of take the emotion out of it and say he he as good as he was because of his murder, he didn't get to complete his career. So I can only go off of what I would have projected he would have done. Yeah. So for that reason, I decided to go with these four. So my top four are one is Joe Gibbs. He's yeah. the he's the holy grail, yeah, right? Yeah, he's everything about Washington. Right. The only coach that's won three Super Bowls with three different starting quarterbacks. 
Um, and he was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1996. The second group that I picked on here was actually, so it ties in with Joe Gibbs, it's the Hogs. Like, not just an individual? Not just, it, it's the whole group, right? You, you gotta say, that group won, they were all with Joe Gibbs. That group played in the 80s and early 90s, and they won three Super Bowls. So, Joe Gibbs and the Hogs all tie in together. Okay. So that's one and two. Sammy Ball has to go on the list. Yeah, he he was just way too old for me. So was... it is it is very hard for even me to put him on there because right I I didn't see him play either right yeah. so. But you look at all the NFL networks and and ESPNs all the old Redskins stuff and he's always like number one like they. He was ahead of his time. Yeah, yeah. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1963. And uh, he was named to the NFL 75th and the NFL 100th anniversary. And he was uh, also named to the 1940s All-Decade team. That's what I'm saying. Like When they talk about greats of all time... His name's always brought up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And lastly, I have Daryl Green. Yeah, I was going to put him in for Ryan Kerrigan, but I I just watch Ryan Kerrigan. I like him, so. Yeah, Daryl Green was like the fastest man on earth at one point. No, I saw some of his videos. He's insane. Did you see the one? Man, he's going against Dallas, was it? And then you like chase the guy down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was insane. Yeah. Well, did you see the one where he makes the interception on defense, or was it a punt return? Against and he's running and he like does like this like weird juke move-ish or whatever, and he like pops his like rib and he's running and he's like holding his rib at the same time. I didn't see it. Yeah, and uh and I don't know. He's he's a seven time pro bowler. He's an all-pro, and he was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2008. Okay, yeah. It's solid, solid four. I can't can't argue with it. Hey, maybe Sammy Bull, but... <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's mine, you know. Whatever. Teach the rain. Yeah. And then, um, I guess we'll just end on this one. Non-Commanders related, but... Um, tonight is the... Uh, all-Star game for baseball. Any predictions on who you think will win? American League, National League? Uh, Probably National League. National League, okay. Damn. Yeah. All what right. What are you predicting? American League. Okay. I just think they have more power. Yeah, yeah. I mean, their first two hitters are uh, Otani and Judge. <laughs> yeah, they're... That's, that's nice. Um, and how about like the, uh, people, I don't get people when they say in one breath, baseball is dying. We need to score more runs. And then the very next sentence, they say baseball games are too long. 
Yeah. Isn't that a contradiction? If you want to shorten the game, don't you want three up and three down? If you score more runs, isn't that going to prolong the inning, which is going to make the game longer? No matter what, baseball isn't like a, I don't know, like big, whatever you want to call it, sport, like intense sport. So, I don't know. It's either you enjoy it or you don't. I don't think the score, you know, is going to make it more enjoyable. Right, I see what you're like. Baseball's yeah, yeah. not like football or yeah. ba- like basketball. They go up, they score, they go down, they score, they go up, they score, they go down. You know, it's score, 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 score. Football, it's you know big plays and big plays, and that's not how baseball is designed. Baseball is more of a grind out you know, they, mental. It's game. literally called America's like pastime sport, you right? Know? Like you just something you put on in the background, watch like two or three innings, and you know catch in later in the game or something maybe and I'll, and I'll also say this just how to fix baseball kind of just leave it alone right there's not stop trying to change things all the time it's fine but if you were going to change it at all and you want to look at the NFL why is the NFL successful why are these other sports successful well I can tell you the NFL wants parity the NFL wants a solid cap. Every team goes to that number. That way you don't have super teams. Yep. And therefore what happens when you get halfway, when you get three quarters of the way done your season, almost every team is still in playoff contention. Even though you may not have a very good shot at being in the playoffs, you're still not eliminated yet which therefore creates your fan base to continue to watch because you're still not out of it yet. Yeah. Yeah, people never really talk about that, like the schedule and the games, because 16 games in a, or 17 now, 17 games in a season, they're more valuable than, like, whatever, baseball, 100-something games, 160 or 180-something games. Yeah. So, it's like, you miss, you know, the baseball game, it doesn't matter, but you miss a football game, it's like, well... That could be a game that determines if they're in the playoffs or not. Right. I don't know if they should shorten the season some. I or... hate I hate messing with the season stuff because I just hate how it messes with records and sports. Yeah, yeah, I agree with Cause you. Because that's like how it's that's like the best way to compare the greats, and you don't watch them and everything. I that's what that's kind of what I was getting at with the money. Then right, leave everything else alone. Put a hard cap on it. Don't let your Mega teams, don't let your Dodgers and your Yankees and your Boston's and you know don't let all these teams go out here and spend two hundred million dollars on a team and then let your little small market team spend thirty million on a team mm-hmm. and then think that they're gonna compete. Yeah. I mean I think Calapio would wish that <laughs> besides the Yankees fans and stuff. Right, so it's you want you want parity. You want all teams to feel as if they can make the playoffs late in the season. That's mm-hmm. how you keep people watching. They have hope. Once your team is eliminated or too, you know, too far back, like they're already 10 games back halfway in the season, you're just going to lose the fan base. Yeah, yeah. It's like people don't stop watching cuz you know, they don't like the sports. It's- 
team sucks, so, you know, why even pay attention? All right, well, I'm done. So am I. All right, this has been Commanders Uncensored. So long, farewell, I'll be just saying goodnight. I hate to go and leave this pretty sight.